morning bitches and welcome to wellness for real it's your girl marlena and today felicia and i have a very special conversation with our new friend raven she is a licensed master social worker working as a therapist and you guys this conversation is so incredible we love every single guest we have on this show Um, But it's always really important to us to bring you guys professionals who can give us more insight into our wellness and mental health from a professional standpoint, but also from a personal standpoint. And Raven shares so much about herself with us, and we are so thankful to her for that. So this conversation hops right in, you guys. So buckle up because it's about to get really real. I right. say it again um, but you know just yeah. being like being you know black christian um all the other identifiers that i have we don't talk about these things you know we have jesus you know he heals all and yeah. so i was going through this very dark cloud um just all the time and i was like well this is just who i am um and you know, it kind of got talked about, but it was never addressed. Like my, I remember my dad making comments about my demeanor and everything um, when I was growing up, but it was, never was, hmm, maybe we should get you some help. Um, and so it wasn't until I turned 20, I think I was in my early 20s, and I was at the point where I was like, okay, this is it. I can't do this anymore. And I pulled over um, on the side of the highway and I had every intention on walking out into traffic um but then my best friend at the time called me and kind of talked me down from that but it was at that moment that i was like i need to figure this out um and so i that's when i just started kind of on my own like looking for a therapist psychiatrist all of that um and then i went through a period of denial and then I, I, I went back to school in that period because a lot had happened at one time. And I was getting back to that place of like wanting to leave this earth. And I was like, I need to invest in this and I need to get back into it. Um, this, the, at that time, my aunt was there and she kind of talked me through the process and talked me, talked to me about getting help and really encouraged me to stay in, in getting help. Um, but you know, as I was going through that, I was also going through my master's program and I was like, there's so much that I didn't know that I'm like, everybody should know this because again, we just walk around with these clouds and with these anxieties and even like psychosis, um, like that's more common than we think. Um, but like just feeling manic, like we have all these symptoms that we don't know what they are because we don't have any kind of education behind them which is where um, my, my page came from. And so I'm just kind of building from there and trying to figure out how do I package what I know from my experience and also from my education. So that's where I am right now. And, you know, I am working as a therapist. So, um, you know, a lot of that just also comes from talking to people, engaging with my clients and just explaining this to them. Like, this is completely not normal but it doesn't make you like an alien 
Yeah, it's, just it's more, more that, common than, right. than we mm-hmm. think. It's pretty normal. I don't right. know anybody that doesn't need therapy. <laughs> I mean, seriously. True. True. No, and that's something that I always say. Like, everybody can benefit from having a therapist. Everybody doesn't need medication. Everybody doesn't need, like, these long-term, drawn-out therapy sessions. But I do think that everybody can benefit from unpacking what goes on in our daily lives because there is so much that happens and especially like 2020 I think more people are are going to start moving towards that because this year has been catastrophic yeah (laughs) and I definitely a lot of people experience trauma in all kinds of ways Mm -hmm. I don't know if anybody really gets away scot-free from that no and you know you have your big t traumas and then you have your little t traumas and you would be surprised at because all trauma is is a disruption in your development and your trust and your safety that's all it is it's just something that happened that came along and whatever you were doing normally has now been disrupted and so now you're looking for safety you're looking for even if it's just emotional safety yeah i mean not just emotional safety but even if it is emotional safety it may not be physical safety you may not be running from somebody but feeling validated feeling loved feeling needed that's that's some that's a basic need that we have and if when you don't get it it does create the little t trauma and i think a lot of people experience that no matter what your background is, what color of mm-hmm. your skin is, what your mm-hmm. socioeconomic background is. We exactly. all have that. Exactly. 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 And I think that, you know, the assumption is always, you know, I wasn't raped. That's what I hear all the time. I wasn't raped. I wasn't this. I wasn't that. And I'm like, I wasn't abused. You, exactly. You still have those disruptions and you still need to process through a lot of what is has what is excuse me a lot of of what has happened and that's okay I mean it's I loved the way you just give gave that definition I mean a personal story for me my mom um was very sick when I was little I was probably Mm -hmm. four or five five kindergarten I came home and she was gone and I had mm. no idea. And I grew up as a single. My mom had me as a teenager, single. Mm-hmm. And she had had a, a nervous breakdown, which would now be considered depression. Because mm-hmm. I'm a lot older than you guys. So back then there was no depression. Right. And so that's how they would have. So very much a disruption. You know what I mean? Very okay. traumatic to come home yeah. and your mom is gone. Yeah. I mean, like, yeah. like literally no. gone. I went to live with my grandparents for a month. And, um, and, and my mom is also now a licensed social worker mm-hmm. like you um, oh wow <laughs> so but very traumatic I mean mm-hmm. and I wasn't abused I wasn't mm-hmm. you know I didn't have those mm-hmm. but that was a huge thing it felt like I was abandoned you know I right. didn't know and nobody talked about it in my culture mm-hmm. either mm-hmm. you know what I mean it was like oh your mom's gone you know what I mean right. like, well, well, where the yeah. hell is my mom I mean it right. was just sort of like and then she was back I mean it was right. just sort of a weird strange thing mm-hmm. and now mm-hmm. I mean clearly I've it's you know, I've talked about it, dealt with it, mm-hmm. whatnot. But right. you know, it it was pretty traumatic as a little kid. You know exactly. what I mean? To have your exactly. parent gone. And when you're that young, you think it's your fault. Like all you know. You know. Yeah. It was yeah. pretty crazy. Um, but yeah. um, but it was depression. I mean, she mm-hmm. she didn't they didn't talk about that. Nobody they talked about it, it back then. I mean, mm-hmm. it was oh, it was a long time ago. Um yeah. so the way they treated it was very different. They did mm-hmm. not give you medication. They hospitalized mm-hmm. you for depression. Exactly. So, and that's another reason that people are not 
willing, more willing. But, you know, that's another reason why people are afraid to come forward because of that stigma that was built around like hospitalization and like institutionalizing people back then. You know, we all had that cousin that nobody talked about, Mm -hmm. (laughs) but we knew that they were in an institution. And it's like, how do you go from that to, okay, now I need to go to someone and talk about my mental health. Um, and I have so many people who come in and they're like, I don't want to go to the hospital. And I tell them, I'm not going to send you to the hospital unless, you know, you tell me that you're going to go kill somebody or you're going right. to go home and kill yourself. You know, there's not, I'm, there's no, I'm not here just to, you know, ship people off to our, to our crisis stabilization. Um, and so unfortunately people are not always honest about what they're experiencing because they have that fear of like, I'm going to be hospitalized. Um, which hospitalization is not bad. It's just getting you to a point where you can manage the symptoms enough so that we can release you. And then also, um, you know, get you into the services that are would be helpful for you. So. I'm just being honest. I think sometimes people have a hard time. Um, you know, therapy works if you're honest. I mean, you really mm-hmm. have to be able to be comfortable and honest. And I think people struggle with that sometimes sugarcoating, you know what I mean? Kind of, yes. yeah. You know, um, if you don't trust, if you have a hard time with that, mm-hmm. it's hard, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? To really put it all out there. Um, right. So that's hard sometimes. So you have to find that right person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We're, we're big at preaching about uh, getting help and seeking out therapy or counseling. Mm-hmm. If that's not something that people have done before um, you did mention earlier, just that piece that like it, it everyone can benefit from it, but not everyone Mm -hmm. needs medication. Not everyone needs, um, everyone has different needs. Right. Right. So, so would you say that there are, are, as ever a case where someone wouldn't benefit from therapy or like that their excuses Um, might be valid? I I can't think about a, a situation where that would be the case unless you were just not truthful. Like, you know, I, I often wonder why do people feel like they should lie to their therapist? If we are not there to judge, we are not there to tell you that you're a bad person. We, you know, we are genuinely there just to help you process. And a lot of the time in the process, you are the one doing all the talking. And so, you know, I do know that people have issues facing themselves, but it's only when we face ourselves, can we really get to the point of true healing and change in our lives. Um, but I do think people do have that, like, that's the, that's the only time that I can think about if you, like, if you're just blatantly not being truthful <laughs> with your yeah. therapist. Um, but I, I definitely think that, I mean, I'm trying to think about anybody who I know who doesn't need therapy. <laughs> Everybody can deal with, we mean, could all use it. I mean, I think it's a neutral person that's there to listen to you, even if mm-hmm, you're yeah. just there to talk about, I mean, I have a teenager who's went to college and she just wanted to talk to somebody about leaving mm-hmm. home. You right, know what I mean? She, right. you know, it was just a transition that she just needed someone else to talk to that wasn't us. So I think yeah. it can be something just, it doesn't have to be, the whole world is falling apart or this or that. Mm-hmm. It's just a soft mm-hmm. place to fall. That's neutral. That exactly. is safe. And everybody can benefit from that, I think. And I'm really glad that you mentioned like having a neutral person because I'm sure your daughter loves you and trusts you and talks to you about a lot of things. But sometimes we can't expect the people in our lives to carry our loads. And so that's when therapy comes in. 
um, like even mothers, friends, uh, sisters, any relationship that you have cannot bear the burden that you would take into a, a, a therapist's mm -hmm. office. And it's not, I'm not saying that it's a burden, like it's just so heavy, oh, but it's just it like, we are, we are trained to help you work through that. Your best friend, your auntie from, you know, whatever is not. <laughs> <laughs> that is actually you like know? an aha moment that I just got from you right now. Yeah. And that's really huge because I think couples, especially people with husbands and wives expect that they do, mm -hmm. they expect you to carry the, the weight of all right. of your stuff. And it's not possible. I mean, it's really not. it isn't. And I just, you know, because my husband is not a therapist. Like, you know, oh, don't worry. I, do I want him to be, though. I expect him to be. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. I'm like, dude, what have you done for me? Listen, I'm going through this, 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 and that. I mean, seriously. Yeah. I mean, just the way you put it out there, really, that really resonates for me. Because mm -hmm. I think with COVID, we're even spending more time with the people that we love. And you're really mm -hmm. a lot of me time. And so I think mm -hmm. you expect people to absorb that for you. Right, right. And, and that is hard to do. And that's, I mean, we all do it. I'm a therapist and I still expect my, my person, I feel weird calling my boyfriend because I'm 28 and I'm like, I don't have a boyfriend. So I just <laughs> call him my person. Right. My man. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but um, like, even I, I, I know this in my head and I still go to him and expect him to listen to everything that happened in my day and, you know, solve my problems. And I'm like, that's not your role. And so I have to learn how to like dial, just dial it back mm. and just say, you know what, what's going on in your world? I'm not, you know, I, I can. And, and I think because like, because I'm in this profession where I'm listening to people all day, I'm like, well, you are my safe place and you need to be here when I need you. Cause I have to talk to all these people all day. And I'm like, <laughs> that's ir irrational. Like, and this is me talking to myself. So like, I under, I understand the need for that, but you know, these people can be there as support system, um, but they're not our therapists. And I think that a lot of people just have these expectations of each other of, like you're saying with your husband, it's just like, for better or for worse, right now, it might be worse, but you vow to this. So <laughs> you made this vow. It's managing those expectations and being mm -hmm. realistic. And I think just in this situation and what's going on, the expectation is not realistic for me. Like, I, I mean, I'm realizing that because that's a lot. I have a lot, you know, that's I'm a good. lot. Yeah, and okay. so I think that that's it. And there's a lot that's happened. You know what I mean for mm -hmm. people. I think this year more than normal. Um, mm -hmm. So yeah. and then yeah. you can't have anybody over barely. So, it's hard. <laughs> so so you mentioned um, like being a Christian and having that like voice in your head that tells you like you don't need therapy. You have mm -hmm. Jesus, right? That's mm -hmm. something that I grew up with, in my family. My grandma's very very religious. Um, you know, and all, all you just need to pray. And that's, I think that for me, that was a big struggle for a long time. Um, mm -hmm. why I was like, oh, I, you know, why I avoided therapy. Um, so like, what advice would you give to someone that feels that way? Jesus was a counselor too. Okay. <laughs> if you read in Isaiah and it lists all the names that he is, he was a counselor. And I'm like, in my mind, God would not have given me this gift if he didn't expect people to use it. And I just, I wish I could like go to the church because I had, when you said we were going to talk about language surrounding mental health, I was like, I have 
stories that I could tell you. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Because I will never forget, I was in church one Sunday, and the pastor was on the stage, and he said, my parents beat me with a belt, but I don't need therapy. Saying, like, diminishing that need for, to have some kind of therapeutic relationship in your life. And that was happening at the same time that I was kind of getting back into treatment. And I was like, this is wild. Because what you just said was that people who are struggling with these things should not seek help. And thankfully, I was in a place where I was like, you know, that like that, that's nonsensical. And I'm just going to throw that away. But I'm like, what if I had not been in that place? And I needed all of this help. And I was at the brink of wanting to take my life. And I heard that I went to church and I heard that what would happen. And so I really want to encourage people who are in the church, who are Christian, who believe in God, even if you don't like go, you know, you're not the full on like evangelistic, you know, holy roller kind of Christian, like really consider that Jesus was a counselor and that he is okay with you going to get medication. He is okay with you going to therapy. He is okay with whatever you're experiencing because God is, God is a big God. You know, we can't box God up. Um, and so just knowing that it is, he's not mad. He's not mad if you seek help. He's just not. If anything, he's probably telling you to go get help. I remember like, just when I was at that, again, at that break, God was like, you need to go get help. Yeah. <laughs> you, you, you need, I mean, it was my aunt. And I just remember that push from the Lord. And I was, he was just like, you can't, like, if you don't get help, you're going to die. Yeah. And that's not my oh, plan God. for you. So look at you now, you're helping everybody else. <laughs> yeah. You know, that was the plan. Yeah. Absolutely. And, and it, it's like, just know it's okay. It's okay. Yeah. That's it. It's okay. <laughs> yeah. I like to remind myself that, you know, God can heal, but I still have mm -hmm. to go to the doctor when I'm ill, exactly. right? So it's exactly. the same thing. It's all for our mind. Mm -hmm. um, now, we did chat about um, talking about like language that's used yes. in the wellness world, right? Because mm -hmm. we hear this all the time. Some, something for me personally that really bothers me is like when people misuse binging, right? Because mm -hmm. I have diagnosed binge eating disorder that, mm -hmm. I have, that I'm recovered from, mm -hmm. I will always be in recovery for right. it. But when right. people overeat and they call it binging, it's right. just like, I'm like, don't say that. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. <laughs> um, so what are other what are other words that we can talk about that we feel like are schizophrenic. We need to stop using? Schizophrenic. Yeah. My actually my, my father is actually schizophrenic, so that is another yes. one that really bothers me. Yes. Because okay, and I always tell people there is a whole DSM, it's a big purple it's a big purple book that has all the diagnoses in it, it has criteria to meet. And like you're saying, being in recovery. So what does that feel like to a person who is experiencing those symptoms and they just hear, oh, I'm just so, oh, I'm just so, my, what's coming in my brain is I'm just so depressed, right? Yeah. 
to a person who's actually depressed, who can't get out of bed, whose house is probably a mess, hasn't spoken to anybody in three days, who's dealing with, you know, whatever symptoms they're dealing with. It's just like, for, for me to get on Facebook and see, I, I'm just so depressed because my dog wouldn't go outside today. Like, you're sad, you're not depressed. Yeah. Right. You're Depression. minimalizing it. Yes, Probably. yes. And it's, it's, it feels like, it feels like you are, how do I put this? It feels like you are diminishing what I feel for your own sympathy. Yes. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's, 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 it's a weird kind of, I don't know. I just wish people would stop. And I like, I'm watching all of these, these old shows and that word just flew through. Like you're, you're just schizophrenic. And I'm like, your friend may be wacky. They may yeah. be, you know, Goofy a little bit. Or eccentric. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Or, a little yeah. offbeat. Yeah. They <laughs> don't have schizophrenia. And also saying schizophrenic. Like, I'm just saying that because that's the way that we use it. But, like, this is a person who has schizophrenia. This is not yeah. a schizophrenic person. Like, I, I, ca- I have to catch myself saying it. Like, and that kind of separates the person from the diagnosis. But just being able to, like, label that diagnosis takes probably years in many yeah. sessions with a doctor. Like, it's not just somebody who likes sugar in their cornbread or something. I don't know. <laughs> right. Like. Yeah. And, and, and like most diagnosis, right. There are varying degrees and varying mm-hmm. levels. And, and like mm-hmm. I said, um, I think it's the first time I've ever actually shared this is that my dad has schizophrenia. Um, but if you know my dad and you've ever spent time with him, yeah. you probably would have no idea. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a very smart, uh, man and you know, now it's managed with medication right. and things right. like that. But um, but I've been guilty of it too, right? Like something mm-hmm. I always used to say is, oh, I'm so OCD, right? Because mm-hmm. I'm a very particular person, but I do mm-hmm. not have diagnosed which obsessive compulsive disorder, right? Horrible which, disorder. Right, which there is a, a <laughs> percentage of the population that does truly suffer with that. So mm-hmm. I'm not saying like I'm perfect and like I use all oh, the right no. words, right? We all do this oh, because yeah. of the culture that we're or ADD, in. you're so ADD, mm-hmm. people yeah. see that all the time. Totally, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. And that, I think you're right that I, and I, you know, cause I, I'm sounding a little judgy, but I do it too. Like I have to catch myself from doing it. Like binging, I never thought that that is a, a word that, I know it's associated with eating disorders and having, you know, having those disorders, but I never thought that's a word that I stopped, should stop using. So like, even now I'm like, okay, let's add this to the list of words that I should <laughs> never use again. If I'm watching a television show and I'm watching a lot of episodes, I'm just watching a lot of episodes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? But I totally say that too, right? Like, oh, I'm binging Netflix, right? <laughs> or, or whatever, binging this TV show. Yeah. Um, but it is, it's, uh, it's, deeper than that but we also can't we also like as someone who's uh struggles with binge eating um or recovery it's i'm not gonna like jump on people and be like oh how Mm -hmm. dare you like no like it's just a matter of educating and awareness yeah exactly being aware right Mm -hmm. um and just Mm -hmm. understanding that oh by saying this i'm 
actually diminishing something that someone else is really suffering from. Right. And not knowing around you who could be suffering from it. I mean, exactly. That's the Mm -hmm. piece. I think that's really clear when the two of you bring both of those things up is Mm -hmm. you have no idea what the person next to you is going through. You really don't. And it's really just important that you do have that awareness. You know, we're not asking, you know, people to just change a whole vocabulary, like never, you know, never do this night or you're a bad person. We're just saying, bring awareness to it and also try to like use different language, use different words. Don't, don't label. Yes. Don't label somebody just to make fun of them because now you're making fun of people who actually struggle with this thing. And it is a very real disorder. Like all of these things are very real. They are very real. Some of them are debilitating. Um, some people are very high functioning, but they still struggle with it. Right. And so yeah. just creating, yes, just creating this culture of acceptance and you can come how, as you are and you won't be looked at any differently because we're all still people. We just have these things that we kind of carry with us in a little baggie, you know. Absolutely. When we were pre-chatting um, on this episode, uh, we just talked about like the difference between like mental health and mental illness. I feel like mm-hmm. those two things get so just grouped into one mm-hmm. um, when they're very separate. So do you want to talk about that a little bit? Okay. So mental health, you can look at that like medical health. Everybody has a body, everybody has a heart, liver, lungs, whatever other organs there are. Right. I work with the brain, so I just stay up here. But (laughs) everybody has those things. Everybody can go to a doctor to help to treat those organs, treat those those diseases when you need it. Right. Or even just preventative medication, medicator. Um, Everybody has mental health. So everybody has what's what composes the mind, um, a spirit, the brain. And then it's like the spirit, the brain, the heart, but I can't, I can't think about it right now, but everybody has this thing that we call the mind, right? So this, this kind of like this elusive piece of heart, that's, that is a part of you. So you can go to treat your mental health. You can also go to treat your medical health. Now, everybody does not have diabetes. Everybody does not have heart disease. But there's a certain group of people who has diabetes, who has heart disease, who has to go to a specific kind of doctor to have that treated. Everybody has emotions, but everybody doesn't experience those emotions to the degree that someone with a mental illness uh, experiences those emotions. Does that, I mean, am I making sense? Oh, I'm yeah, trying definitely. To, yeah. um, I mean, even to bring us back to like verbiage, right? Like right. people, something people always say is bipolar. Oh, I'm so mm-hmm, bipolar, right? Because mm-hmm. they're, but like that's an actual diagnosed mm-hmm. disorder, disorder mm-hmm. right? That mm-hmm. makes people manic and gives them extreme emotions way more than like, right. a, a quote unquote normal mood. Oh, state, right. right. And I think. Mm-hmm. When I think of your mental health, it is day-to-day managing your emotions, but a mental illness mm-hmm. is like a disease. It is a disease. Mm-hmm. It is mm-hmm. it is something, it, 
it, it is. I mean, it is all of those things that you mentioned when you're mentally are most likely have to be managed in some way, shape or form with therapy mm-hmm. and medication, mm-hmm. not maybe not forever, but to some level, just like diabetes, mm-hmm. just like heart disease, maybe not forever, but it starts that way to get it in check. And it's the right. same with mental illness. And right. so when you think of wellness and disease, they're two different things. Mm-hmm. So we work out, we eat healthy to manage our wellness, but I don't have diabetes. Exactly. Do you know what I mean? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So to me, it's that's kind of difference. like that. Mm-hmm. And that's the difference. So, and that's why when you were saying earlier, when you all were saying earlier, everybody can benefit from going to therapy, but everybody's not going to therapy to treat an illness, you know, Everybody benefits from going to the doctor, but not everybody benefits from going to the doctor to treat diabetes. So it's kind of the so, same. Right. Um, and so I just, I, I think that it's important that we make that dis- distinction because again, I just see so many people, oh, my mental health is so bad. No, no, your mental you health is not bad. <laughs> overly tired and had a stressful just, week. Just, you yeah, know? Yeah. <laughs> you're just so, having a bad day. <laughs> yeah. So like speaking of that, well, like what are some of the basics that people could just start with to managing their mental health? Like if they feel like they've, they have no idea how to understand what's going on with mm-hmm. their mental health, like what, where's a good place that they can start? Mindfulness, right? So all it is is meditation. It's just another name for meditation. Um, but that mindfulness practice, um, I think it's important because it helps you to be aware of what you're feeling, what you're thinking. It slows you down and it gets you into that headspace. Okay, what's going on in my body? Because a lot of the times our bodies will tell us when something is wrong, but we live in a society such that we have to keep always, always be going. We have to be doing this. We have to be doing this. We have to be, or we have to do this. And we have to get to a point where it's okay. Yes, I have all these things to do, but when I wake up in the morning, I'm going to listen to some music. I'm going to read. I'm going to sit down. I'm going to do some, some mindfulness work and just keep in touch with your body throughout, you know, not only in the morning, but throughout the day. I'm just making sure that you, we are doing things to keep ourselves grounded um, and not, not living in this world. It's just, I don't know how to describe it, but the rat race, I guess, you know, just, yeah. I mean, I, I, I understand that we all, yes. The grind. I, I call it yes. the grind. Yeah. My yes. husband calls it the, the keeping up with the Joneses, right? Yes. Always yes. having the biggest oh, and the so best. And- over those stupid <laughs> quotes about grinding and whatever. No, yeah. no. Not the girl boss bullshit grind is done. Okay. Yeah. yeah. No. Yeah, and I, I see all these posts about losing sleep if you want to build a business, and I'm like, oh, no, 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 no. no. <laughs> I, I, do, I can vouch for that because I built a business on no sleep, mm-hmm. and the shit does not work out, okay? You're oh, tired no. as hell, and you need to get sleep, and I'm just see? telling you that, um, no, you don't need do sleep. it that way. You need, you need sleep. Sleep, sleep is you important. Need, otherwise, that's, that's... you make bad you know you, you don't you don't you're not mm-hmm. on your game mm-hmm. so even though you might be working 10 hours it's not quality exactly it's not quality exactly. and that's that's the thing that's another thing too that i want to add to that list so incorporating mindfulness into your day and sleeping like i was talking to my sister the other day and i said i love the fact that we're working from home because at 12 o'clock i take siesta 
I probably shouldn't say that on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's your lunch hour. You can do what you want to. <laughs> but I do. I take a break and I'm just like, I get away because I'm on the computer all day and I'm like, I can't. For yeah. eight hours straight, I can't do that. So I just yeah. take, I just right. walk away and I do something else. Um, you know, and, and that's that's something that I'm incorporating into my days that I will incorporate even if we go back to into the office. Um, I'm going to make sure that I have some kind of rest, even if it's not me sleeping, just yeah. shutting down. Yeah. Um, so sleep is sleep is super important. You will feel 10 times better if you're upset if you go take a nap. Sleeping and eating, making sure you're eating well, you're sleeping on a regular schedule. <laughs> I like the sleeping and eating. She's tired. Yes. Two of my favorite things. Yeah. Yes. We love it. You know, you don't have to like, in order to be well, you don't have to eat these like super healthy, like wheatgrass. <laughs> no, just Kale. very simple. Right. There's simple foods that you can incorporate into your diet that are good for wellness. Yeah. Um, getting sunshine. Vitamin D is a big one, especially this year. I think that we're missing a lot of that. Um, so maybe going out, you know, even if you can't go and go out for a walk, just going out and standing on a porch or a patio or whatever access you have to outside, um, just getting those, those sun rays in. Um, well, I, I don't know where you live, but we're in Minnesota and it's cold here. <laughs> okay. So I'll stand so, in the window. <laughs> the sun rays come in through okay. the window. <laughs> Maybe some vitamin D supplements then. Yes, I take those. We take those. Okay. You know, I'm still in the South, so it was like okay. 70 degrees. <laughs> yeah. um, but I like the mindfulness. I mean, I think just slowing down is huge. And that's mm -hmm. the one thing from this pandemic that is it's forced people to do. Yeah. You, yeah. you know, you really, you have to slow down. Um, I think that's really a do. positive a positive thing yeah yeah and i and and i said at the beginning of the pandemic i was like somebody out there is trying to tell us that we do too much yeah 100 <laughs> percent. i agree so. um, i noticed on your instagram you post recently about affirmations too mm -hmm. and I like, I like i started using this app it's called the mantra app I started mm -hmm. using it earlier this year and just every day at 10 o'clock, every single day, mm -hmm. I stop what I'm doing. I look at myself in the mirror. I take a deep mm -hmm. breath and I read a mantra to myself. And when I first right. started, I was like, this is so stupid. Yes, <laughs> I was. Yes. But you know Amazing. what? It has changed my life. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. She told and me about it and it's so cool. And you touch mm -hmm. it, then you breathe and it gives mm -hmm. you a little message and then you say it out loud. It's incredible. It's so it's powerful. Free. It's just, free. Cha just changing how we talk to ourselves. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Because, and, and I love that you said that when you first started. Exactly. Like that, that, and, and all of this stuff that we're talking about, we don't want to do because we have been fed these messages that, no, that's stupid. Yeah. It's right. not going to work. Yep. But why have we been fed those messages? Like, we really have to think about where these these messages come from a capitalistic society listen okay burn it all down because yeah. we live in a <laughs> yes we do girl my t-shirt today says uh defund <laughs> defund disrupt dismantle so i'm yes. here for it exactly. burn it all down exactly 
we get these messages that we should not do what you're talking about. We should not affirm ourselves. We should not slow down. We should not take time for ourselves because that does not benefit the greater society. No, I would agree 100%. I also think we all as women have a message that I think sometimes we're supposed to expect that from other people that we're supposed to get that, that we, that it, or we give that to other people, not mm-hmm. ourselves. Right. You know? Exactly. And, exactly. So, because how, how dare you love yourself? Right. What? I don't have time for that. I only have time for that for this person and that person. Exactly. Exactly. So it's just so basic to me. Yeah. And you know, I have a 17 year old in my house and I'm having to teach him to talk positively to himself because mm-hmm. you know it's the same thing it's like it's generational it just gets passed down mm-hmm. these ideas mm-hmm. that you know like we said like oh that's stupid that's not going to work that's you know it's pointless or whatever mm-hmm. um well i'm here to tell you it works you guys yeah, <laughs> well, no. changing how we talk to ourselves mm-hmm. and, how, and how kind we are to ourselves um i always find it so interesting that we are especially as women our feminine identity identifying Mm -hmm. people Mm -hmm. we are so quick to be so kind and loving and supportive of everyone else Mm -hmm. but then when it gets started to us it's like yeah so hard on ourselves and then we're bombarded though i also feel like about everything you see is like Mm -hmm. oh you're not quite good enough oh your eyelashes aren't freaking long enough your hair is not curly enough Mm -hmm. your shit's not straight enough Mm -hmm. you know what i mean like your boobs aren't big enough like whatever your boobs are too big i mean i don't know like i mean it's just sort of like (laughs) what the fuck like it's just it's really too fat you're too skinny Mm -hmm. i mean it's just like you know you're not white enough you're not black enough you're not whatever i like Mm -hmm. i just feel like it's constant i mean It's crazy. The thing that I really want everybody to know is you are enough. As you are, you know, you you are enough. Like there's nothing, there's no other you that's on this earth. There's no other, you know, you just can't be replaced. And it's like, yes, we all have flaws. We all have character flaws that we need to change and fix and work on. But even if you never do that, you're still enough because you're you like that kind of language. Like even I've noticed because I'm, I'm a terrible critic of myself. And I think that you're right. Of course, that women are fed these messages because we are trying to feed into the patriarchy who tells us that we should look a certain way, act a certain way, be a certain way, whatever. And so I realized one day that like all the messages that I had to myself were all these negative, nasty like I was just standing in the mirror and be like, you're so ugly or you're so stupid. And I'm just, I'm, I'm selling myself all these things. And then one day I was, I just asked myself the question, what if I didn't say those things to myself? What if when I made a mistake, I said, you know what, Raven, you're learning. It's okay. And I've honestly, like my friend told me today, Raven told me today, she said, you just sound different. And I said, because I finally decided to not let life beat me down. And, and that that's the difference that it makes just that positive affirming, like, I can do this. This is not anything that I don't have knowledge for. It's important. I was just because I can go on and on. Mm-hmm. Um. Please do. Please do. We are loving it. We are loving yeah. it. Yeah. You know, we, it's everything, we, though. Yeah. You know, we're so much in this, um, like, wellness community. And we, 
like to preach so much about wellness, but there's mm-hmm. only so much we can say is just like people, right? Like we're not As professionals. Yeah, yeah, we're not professionals. We don't have education in this besides, you know, anything you can read on the internet mm-hmm. <laughs> or whatever. Um, you know, our, our views are just come from our own experiences mm-hmm. from life, but it's always so nice to have someone on who's dedicated their lives to mm-hmm. learning about this and I think it's so incredible that you took your pain and now you only, you know, you're healing yourself and you're helping heal other people. And I think that that's so amazing. And I, you know, I, I do appreciate that. I, I, I forget sometimes that why I'm, I'm in this field, but it is because other people need it too. You know, I just, I, I just, I can't, I can't not, I can't not do what's inside of me. Um, and so it's just, it, it, it is something that it does fuel me every day and it, it makes, it gives, not, not gives my life purpose, but it, yeah, it fulfills, it kind of, you know, it, it does. You're living it, your purpose. <laughs> you are purpose. living your purpose, yes. girl. Purpose. I mean, I love it, it really is. Um, it really is. You should I, be I, really proud. And it's and a big I, accomplishment to get a master's degree. It's huge. I don't remember <laughs> getting the degree. I mean, <laughs> So my mom went back to college when I was in college. We went at the same time. Oh, wow. So I watched her get her master's degree. It was a big, big, it's a lot of work. But you know what? And I want, I want people to know this. You don't have to have a master's degree to take care of yourself and take care of other people around you. I just have a degree so the state can say, well, you can practice this, this certain field, you know, but these are basic principles that everybody should just have and I think about even with my children I'm like oh they're going to be so healthy now listen I know my children are going to be in therapy saying mom was just too much she just (laughs) she had too many emotions she always wanted to talk about how I was feeling we had an emotions wheel in the living room (laughs) (laughs) okay what is the emotions wheel now I need to know Okay, so an emotions wheel. So it has your, your, I think it's four or five basic emotions are like happy, mad, sad. And then it takes you up to kind of like see what's hiding behind those, those emotions. So like frustration, I think is attached to angers. Um, and I can definitely send, send y'all a copy, but it is super helpful because cool. usually there's something lurking in that behind that yeah. emotion that you have, but you just are not aware of it because it's just like in this moment, I feel the anger yeah, or I feel the sadness. So I love that. You'll definitely have to send that to me. We use the Holt, <laughs> we use the Holt method in our mm-hmm. house all the time. Okay. Mm-hmm. You're freaking mm-hmm. out. What's your problem? Mm-hmm. Are you hungry? Right. Angry, low, low, right. tired. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm usually no. all for it. No. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one too. I was, I was fighting. I was fighting with the man one day and he was like, I just don't know what happened to you. Like <laughs> you were fine. <laughs> And then you weren't. And it turns out I was hungry. So <laughs> okay, I love the best that. Of us. But what is the Holt? Say that again, Mar- Marlene. Okay, the so the Holt method. So like when you're like, you're freaking out, right? So you stop. So you Holt and you ask yourself, okay, am I hungry? Am I angry? Mm-hmm. Am I lonely? And or am I tired? Mm-hmm. And usually one of those things is occurring. I need a shirt. Usually a minimum of one of those <laughs> things is occurring. If you're having, you know, just a 
rough like, that's, time. That's a, yeah. that's a good one. It's it, we use it in our house all the time when one of us, okay, totally especially now with COVID, husband. we're halt. all home all the time. Yeah, little... we literally say it to each other. We're like, you need to halt, okay? <laughs> <laughs> you need to halt. Check yourself. <laughs> Yeah, I like that. I had never heard of that. I'm gonna Girl, write that down and tell I need, a, I need a shirt. I need yes. a sweatshirt. Yes. Halt. Yes, halt. I love it. Yes. It's very simple yeah. and effective. Yeah. It is. Yeah. It really I love is. it. So, but that self-awareness definitely. is so mm-hmm. important. Mm-hmm. Because there's usually <sighs> something else behind it. Even yeah. you know, even once you get past the 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 basic you know, sleep, food, shelter, all of those needs. Okay, what am I missing emotionally? Do I need like self, self for affirmation? Do I need even love from, you know, a love, a person? Like, what am I missing? Do I need to feel like I belong? Um, just moving up that, that, what, who is it, Maslow? That's what that's, that sounds like. It's just moving through those different levels. I think levels. even now, like, like for instance, my mom is alone and she's like, I haven't hugged anyone for four mm-hmm. months. My mom has type one diabetes. Mm-hmm. She can't, I mean, it's horrible. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, just to have no physical and she's working from home. I mean, I've seen her, but she, you know, I'm out like with my mm-hmm. job. I mean, I'm, it's limited, but you know, she's like elbowing me and mm-hmm. it's very hard mm-hmm. to not have physical mm-hmm. touch, even a hug, right. Right. you know, I mean, yeah. so just, kind of knowing what you need and I think yeah. right now people really need to take care of themselves it's just so much harder right now mm-hmm. it is and I think that this this is teaching us that we do have to get back to those like basic belonging basic emotional and we have to tend to those things because we take them for granted last year we were getting ready getting getting together for thanksgiving everything was fine and everybody was eating and we were all in each other's faces and this year Mm -hmm. going 100 miles an hour you know and that's (laughs) but you know and just not being present in that moment and this year you know we are all separated and i really hope that we come to the conclusion that we are beings that need community whether that's family, friends, um, whoever is in your circle, like we need that. We are, we are community-based people. Yeah. And so it is super important. So. This is great. Yeah. <laughs> I love this so much. Yeah. So glad um, you came on. Yeah. Thank you all for having me. This was, yes. I, I do. Like you all are, are really pushing me to get serious about this thing because Sometimes I'm, I'm in my head a lot because again, like I deal with these, whatever I'm telling you that I help other people with, I, I've dealt with it to some degree or I deal with it long-term. Um, but I get in my head and I'm like, everybody knows this. Everybody knows how to take care of themselves. There is not anything for me out here. If that was the case, Weight Watchers <laughs> would not exist, my friend. You know what? Okay. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. Nobody knows what they're doing. It's people yeah. that know it, but they don't know how to. They don't know how to put it to mm-hmm. use. They don't know mm-hmm. how to do yeah. it. And right. I think that's the key: is people mm-hmm. need someone to help them. How do I? take this practical stuff and put, bring it to my life day to day. That's where a therapist can really help you. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. And now with zoom, the beauty of zoom is that you can go to therapists that maybe are all over the place. Like you have a lot more opportunity Mm -hmm. to, I think, tune into people no matter where they are. And that's something too. 
which yeah, is with nice. technology, it it makes it easier. I tried face-to-face therapy for years and it just like, I, I just never found anyone that I connected mm-hmm. with. Um, and then I discovered the Talkspace app and that was really um, groundbreaking for me mm-hmm. because it gave me the ability to reach out anytime mm-hmm. to send messages or videos. Mm-hmm. Or, and so there's a lot of really great resources out there. Um, if someone's kind of thinking about starting therapy, like where would you recommend that they start? I say start with your insurance. If you have insurance, start start there, um, because therapy is not unfortunately is unfortunately not accessible, because it, it it can the bill can pile up. So if you have, your job should offer an EAP, and I think that's really good because they give you complete. Those sessions are completely free. Um, you know, your employer pays for it. It's a benefit. So. Take, care, take advantage of the benefit. Um, and then next step would be insurance. If you don't have insurance, there should be um, some kind of community mental health resources um, in your area. I know in Georgia, we have what's called a CSB. I'm not sure what it is in other states, um, but we will see, that's where I work currently, but we will see a client in the state provides funding for it um, without health insurance. We'll, you know, we can get you hospitalization if you need it. Um, and also get you into therapy, medication, um, case management services, whatever you know services you need. Um, it is state funded, so it, it's very, it's a lot sometimes. So we have long waiting lists, and we have a, we see a lot of people. Um, but it it is something to get people started. Who Do you need insurance for what you were talking about, Marlena? Um, so the app is you do pay, I paid for it out of pocket, but, um, I was speaking to a friend recently and she said that her employer actually covers part of it. Was it um, expensive through, out of pocket? Through a program. Was it um, so, um, <laughs> I want to say it runs around $200 a month. Um, around there. But like I said, I was able to speak to a therapist every single day. So I, I looked at it where session. if I was paying, exactly, if I was paying my copay every time, um, mm-hmm. you know, it definitely came out. And, but your mental health is always worth it and let's be clear a coach is not the same as a therapist i I really need to like i just want to put that out there because i do think there are a lot of people that see nothing wrong with coaches but Mm -hmm. i don't i think there are some people that don't know the difference or they don't Mm -hmm. know what that means and so i think we have to be clear that that there's two very different you want a licensed social worker or a therapist, like those are two mm-hmm. very different things. So I right. think that's important for people to understand that. Right. And that, that, you know, I feel like a coach is like someone standing on the sidelines, just kind of guiding you. A therapist can help you break down these things. And if you, you need to be in that space where there's safety, because a lot of the stuff that we start to tap into, it can you run the risk of re-traumatizing. Right. Um, and so it's really important that you're in that space of just, this is a place specifically designed for that. I mean, and I'm not going to tell y'all that I'm not bothered by coaches who call themselves therapists, but we're just not going to get into that. I just want to be careful with that though, because you can't, I mean, coaches can't give you like, refer you to doctors to give you medication. I mean, those kinds of things can't happen with a coach. So I I didn't realize coaches were out here claiming they were therapists. 
I'm not into the whole coaching. Okay, so maybe I'm just paranoid. Maybe, maybe I'm just paranoid. But I just feel like some people may not say it, but it's like you know they they kind of I don't know I don't know. Yeah, and I'm just like yeah no you're not the same. We are not the same. Okay, I did work hard for that degree. Okay, (laughs) and there's you know and there's a place for coaching. I think when it comes to like working out and you know there's you know there's a place for it. But I just Mm -hmm. if you have a a a mental illness, you need Mm -hmm. a therapist and a psychiatrist, right? Not a coach. So Mm -hmm. and I I mean you can you can have a coach. The coach could be the person who says, okay, now you need to go to somebody else to kind of, and the coach can help you through that. But the coach is not someone who is trained in that part yeah 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 or can give medication yeah and i mean you know yeah yeah so i think that that i think that the talk space talk space app is a very good resource and i'm hoping that after when all of this is said and done that these all of these services and resources become accessible more accessible than they are right now um because it it is something that we need and just need it to be and and we think about the older generations and how you know they didn't really believe in all of this they didn't they didn't really have time to deal with their emotions they were um you know think about like how they got their food they grew their own food they had to pick and do all these things well now our jobs are on computers. We work eight hours a day. We come home. We have a lot of time to think about how we feel. Um, they didn't deal with a lot of things, okay? They didn't get divorced. They didn't do... I mean, it was just a whole different time. People it, just it dealt with what... They just dealt with it. I mean, it they just was. had to put up with things, and we yeah. don't have to. I almost feel like people didn't deal with things. Like, I think yeah, about, yes. like, I, I mean, they like just... My, yeah, the generations before me... Um, they didn't deal with things. They just buried stuff. Right. And like, you know, even for... They kept it in. Yeah, exactly. And then they leave mm-hmm. it up to the future generations to dig all that stuff up. And Excuse like, me. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> and you're oh. wondering, why am I like yeah. this? Yeah, what, what is, what is yeah, happening? Why, why is there... Why are yeah, my why? kids a hot mess? Yeah, I'm not sure. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Yeah, oh, okay. that's because Granny didn't deal with what she needed to deal yep. with. <laughs> Granny had 10 kids. Those 10 kids had two kids. Yep. And now... We're oh, my family is—it's—it's it's, it's fourteen. My dad's fourteen. Oh, my dad wow. is the first of fourteen. Oh wow! Um, so yeah, I got like eighty first cousins, Crazy. and oh, I think there's wow. like almost fifty oh. great grandkids now. It's a massive Puerto Rican family, right? And, um, right. A, a lot of us—we weren't taught uh, mm-hmm. how to deal with that stuff. So, mm-hmm. and we were, yeah. yeah, we were told that it was, you know, oh, you either you pray or you know you talk to your cousins or your family, mm-hmm. but. Mm-hmm. Um, Mm. that's listen don't get me started on the what happens in the family stays in the family well, family is the reason why i'm like this <laughs> so true so true i had to like my mother my mother was not she did not like me going to counseling until she found a note that i had written out one day and I said, now this is why I need this. And now she's yeah. fine with it. I have yeah. conversations with my mom where I'm like, Mom, I guess what I talked about in therapy. <laughs> oh, that's so amazing. That's awesome. Yeah, and, and for and for our parents, right? That's just what they were taught. You know, I remember yeah. growing up, I'm a very emotional person and I remember always being told and I and I 
did struggle with suicidal thoughts growing up mm-hmm. um, into my teens and 20s. Uh, but I remember being told, oh, you're just melodramatic. Right. Mm-hmm. So my mom always used to say, oh, you're just melodramatic. Girl. You, just, you know, you just need to right. calm down, you know, yeah. but it's like, no, there was really mm-hmm. a lot of shit to unpack, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. And how much, how much of that drama that you, that melodrama that you expressed was like, I'm actually very, very depressed, Mom. Yeah, exactly. These are, I and I and and not saying that they were bad parents. They did the best they could. They One didn't thing know that better. They didn't know. They literally they did the best yep. that they could. Yep. That was what they had. That's what they gave us. And so it's our jobs now, as this generation, to say. I, I appreciate my parents. However, I will not be raising my child, my children in that manner. Yeah. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> you know, like, like I said, I, we're, we're going to really have conversations about emotions and, you yeah. know, and, and, and how do you manage them? Because I think a lot of people just experience emotions on a different level than other people. We, and I love me some therapy. We all go, mm-hmm. my husband, my after we all go we all have the same person we go together mm-hmm. we go separate mm-hmm. she, it's normal yeah yeah <laughs> and that's normal. good and it's good it's good that you all have your your family sessions your separate sessions because there may be things within the family structure that someone is not willing to talk about just right. sitting in the living room and that's right. okay it's okay. It doesn't make you bad parents. It doesn't make you bad anything. It just means that there are these issues that this individual is dealing with because this is an individual. Right. And so, you know, a lot of what I'm learning now um, is that even with me, like I, if you meet my family and you see me compared to them, I'm very eccentric. Oh, I'm the dramatic one in my family, Marlena. <laughs> I'm the, I'm the, the, the expressive one. But it's not that. It's not that I'm different from them. I mean, I am different from them, but there's nothing wrong with me. I just experience my emotions differently than they do. They're able to kind of package their emotions. And, you know, if they're sad, you would never know it. If they're upset, you would never know it. But me, oh, I'll cry. (laughs) You say it on my face. You will know when I am sad. Zoom is not my friend in a meeting, okay? Exactly. Zoom is not my friend. No. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, trying. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And, and being someone who feels so deeply for so long, mm-hmm. I thought that was a curse. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought that that mm-hmm. was the worst thing about me. Um, but as I've grown older and as I've become a more well person, I realize Your it's impact. my gift. Yeah, it's, it a, it's a, a beautiful Your gift. Impact. And I'm really thankful I'm the for same. it. Me too. Mm-hmm. I'm the same. You're an empath and that is a gift. Yeah. How wonderful is it that we, we feel the world? Like we don't just see the world, we feel it. And yes, that becomes overwhelming. And that's when we need to kind of do that work to take care of ourselves. But I would rather go, I would rather feel this deeply than be up and you know, then be on the surface of right. my feelings and just not and have no compassion anything. or empathy yeah. for anybody. I w- wouldn't want that mm-hmm. at all. So mm-hmm. it's yeah. just so great. Yay. Yeah. Thank I'm you for glad. coming thank on. You. Yes. Thank you so much for having me. This was, this was a lot of fun. Yes. Yep. Thank <laughs> you so much. I loved this conversation and we'll definitely have to have you back again. Yes. To chat sure. Yes. Anytime, anytime, please. Whenever. <laughs>
Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode. I hope you enjoyed it. And if you did, please leave us a review. We greatly appreciate that. And we'll see you bitches next Monday. Bye.